This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Today we have a special guest, Raul Gonzalez from Illinois. How are you doing, Raul? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to, to hear. to be on your show, dude. Thank you, thank you. So uh, I always like to get started with uh, letting people know how you got into fishing and kind of your background. Uh, well, I've been pretty much fishing all my life. Uh, and I lived in Florida for 10 years, and that's when I really started bass fishing. Uh, Florida is a great state to live if you like bass fishing. Uh, oh, pretty absolutely. much every canal, every little pond's got bass. Um, yeah. And that's where I kind of got hooked into bass fishing, even though I always liked bass fishing. And then uh, 2001, 2002, I moved back to Chicago and my brother, Lewis, he, uh, he belonged to a club and he's like, hey man, come fish with me. And uh, that's how I started in, into uh, club uh, tournament fishing. It's okay. um, so basically, from coming from Florida, just throwing a plastic warm to trying to learn all the different techniques that, uh, you know, you have to do up here to catch a bass. Oh, it was absolutely. a big uh, learning curve. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, the reason why I wanted you on the show today is, is uh, to talk about your mindset of this is your first official year of doing the kayak tournaments. I know you're still doing from the back of the boat also. I kind of wanted to get your perspective on the two. What what do you see the differences in the kayak versus the back of the boat? Or is there really, is it? Well, it's a big difference, a huge difference. Uh, when you're in the back of the boat, you're kind of at the mercy of your boater. And uh, the club I'm in right now, they pretty much, uh, you get, a, it's a draw tournament. So you can fish with somebody different every, every tournament. And everybody has their own style. Everybody likes to do different things. So some guys are more like your style. Some guys, not so much. 
yeah. and they take you to different stuff that you may not fish if you were the captain. And as a kayak angler, it's like you make your own call. It's like you want to go across the lake and waste 20 minutes. Okay, go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or you want to stay in this spot for two hours? Yeah, can do that. You know. Yeah. So it, it it's a you make your own calls, and uh, I I kind of like that aspect where you can decide when to stay and when to leave and how far to run and all that. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, that's kind of why I got into the kayak too, besides the pricing of them. I mean, mm-hmm. the price is a lot, uh, you know, it's not as much as a bass boat and then the truck and everything else. Right. But, uh, I, well, you added a motor to your kayak, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I first got the kayak, I wanted to get into tournaments and I always saw that the guys with the motors had an advantage. And I, uh, I'm like, I'm not going to fish tournaments if I'm going to be at a disadvantage right off the bat. So, and, and, and the thing that I hesitated is like, I thought I needed to get like a Torquedo or something to compete with the other guys. And those things are like two grand or something. Mm -hmm. So I never got those. Um, and then I think somewhere on YouTube, I saw some guy made like one for like you know 200 bucks uh, i think the motor was like 150 bucks and you know with all the stuff that you needed it was like under 200 and i'm like yeah i could do that so i order the motor and it fits right because i have a hobie yeah and it fits right in the opening and it and, and i mean i could go like four miles an hour um nice. i think torpedoes go a little bit just a tad faster than that but yeah hey, depending on the boat Two hundred, two hundred dollars versus, versus two thousand. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. can do half a mile less uh, on the speed. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the yeah, so this year actually I did my first tournament, and I was kind of committed to my club. So I only did, I think I only did a couple of uh, kayak tournaments. But I think, I'm it's going to be the opposite next year. Uh, I'm going to find the right club and then i'm going to commit to that schedule and then the uh other club where i fish now uh on the boat uh probably going to be secondary so yeah so you're liking the kayak side better yeah yeah especially when i won my first tournament oh absolutely Uh, i've seen that (laughs) yeah so the first tournament i i competed on uh i won i'm like hey this is this is kind of cool i like this yeah um so uh, I would definitely have fished more, but because of the schedule, um, it didn't work out. But, uh, yeah, I think next year I'm just going to go. There's a couple different uh, circuits that I'm considering, and then I'll just pick one and go with that. Yeah. I know Great Lakes is a good one. I, I think I'm, I might be doing that one next year, depending yeah, yeah, on the, I, paddle and, the paddle and fin schedule. Yeah, I, I that's another thing you got to look at their schedule, how far you have to travel and all yeah. that, and and then how many they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think I kind of like that one too, but uh, I'll see, um, I'll see like the local ones and see their schedule, and then yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to early on. 
Yeah. So what was that first kayak tournament? What was the mindset going in? And obviously the the one coming out of it is you won. So you're happy. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, my, I, I knew the lake. So I think that was an advantage. Um, and I knew a spot that we caught fish there before when in, uh, in my club, I, I don't think I fished there. Yeah. I think we had fished it maybe a couple weeks before, but because I knew the lake and I knew some spot that were not too far. Cause I mean, again, you get a little motor, you got to go, you can go all the way across the lake. Uh, it may take you 45 minutes. I didn't want to do that. So I had a couple spots that were not too far from the ramp. They would take me, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So I went to my first spot and that didn't pan out. And then my second one panned out and it just happened that it was a tough, it was, it's, it was a tough tournament. I think I caught one after like three hours and then a couple at the end and yeah. it was good enough to win. Um, but there yeah, was a lot of people that, that zeroed a lot of people only caught one fish. Uh, it was a tough like, tournament. You had like, I think three fish out of a five fish limit that mm-hmm. won it. Is that, do you think that lake's going down or you think that was just a tough weekend? No, it was tough. I mean, the first spring, uh, pre-spawn, uh, I, I, I thought for sure I was going to catch, I was going to be calling at noon. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was what I was thinking. You know, I'm going to, if this first spot pays out, uh, I'm going to kill it. Right? And it, I didn't catch, I didn't get a single bite, not even a short. And I think maybe give it an hour, hour and a half. And, and that goes back to, like, now you're a boater. Now you can say, hey, it's not working out here. Let me try this other spot. And I think it's like a 20-minute, 15-minute run. And then the second spot, right away, I caught one. Um, but, you know, that's the whole mindset thing that how long do you give a spot knowing that um, – you know, you're not catching any fish. I mean, I fished with guys where, yeah, we caught them here two weeks ago, and then they go up and down the creek. And, dude, we've been here four hours, and we haven't caught them. Are we still here? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I gave it a good hour, and uh, I didn't get any bite. I didn't see anybody around me catching fish. That's another thing. There was other boaters around me, and nobody was catching fish. I'm like, okay, there's no fish here. Yeah, and and I moved. So, yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to catch one at the end. That was actually the the winning fish. The winning fish. And, nice. and that's another thing is like, I saw a lot of guys that bailed early. I mean, I had two fish. I didn't know where I was, and then I checked the standings, and I'm like, oh, I have a chance. I think I was maybe seventh. And I'm like, oh, if I catch another fish, I have a chance. And I I want to say. 15 minutes before uh, the, uh, the the weigh-in, I was, I was I caught the the last fish. Yeah, that's so never give up. Like I can't uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I know that's how I caught a bunch of my fish towards the end of the day. Yeah, a lot of my fish fish were. Yeah, (laughs) you know how they say they play till they hear the whistle. You got to fish till, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, now I've been seeing you and your brother for years now since I met you guys, constantly winning. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about what do you guys do differently that you feel that keeps you guys in that top, you know, top of standings, top five. Because I see you guys all the time. Either your brother's winning or you're winning an event or you guys are like second place. Yeah. Well, I think we have a very similar style and that helps. So that's that's one of the things that i i don't like about a club that sometimes you fish with somebody that has a totally different style like you like to fish you know deeper stuff and they all they want to do is fish docks and it's like man i I don't want to do docks you know what i'm saying and then all they do is take you to docks but i think we have very similar style and i give him a lot of credit um i think he makes a lot of good calls uh, on what spot to uh, to start and how long to stay in a spot. And I think that's half the battle in, in a tournament. Um, yeah. you, where are you going to start in the morning and how long are you going to stay there before you go to your next spot? And, I mean, I'll tell you, we just won. Um, we just got back from uh, Escanaba. And that was the first uh, tournament that we fished together because, again, it's a draw. And, it wasn't till now that I drew him and, and we won at the end and it was kind of like, uh, I mean, we were in third place after the first day and we came back at the end, but I think uh, tournament fishing is a game of, uh, making the right call. And that's, that's what we did at the end. I mean, and we actually, we second guess ourselves cause we were trading by, I think three pounds and, uh, mm-hmm. It was windy when we went out, and uh, the two people, the two other boaters that were leading, they, were, they stayed. And if you know Escanaba, there's Big Bay and Little Bay. And actually, uh, we had caught like 20 pounds in Little Bay the day before uh, in practice. And we're like, man, after like ha- after we got up to our first spot, and it was really windy and it was bad. We're like, man, let's give this like half an hour, and if it's, we don't catch any fish. We're going to put it in a trailer and, and go to uh, Little Bay. And it just so happens that I caught one. So we stayed and, and it was a good call. So we stayed and eventually we got our limit. And I think we caught just under 20 pounds. Oh, I think we caught 20 pounds actually. So, and we came back. The other two teams didn't catch them. So uh, we're able to pull it off. But, you know, to answer your question, I think Lewis. Uh, definitely makes a lot of the right calls uh, of the spots that you want to fish. And he's um, he's pretty flexible fishing deep or fishing uh, shallow. 
um, he he has that uh, both skills. Yeah, I mean, you guys been doing it for so long. Now mm-hmm. it's. I know when I first met you guys, you guys were already that top tier. Yeah, was, it's... especially in the local scene. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's a big learning curve. Like I said, when when I first started tournament fishing, from just throwing a warm and 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 also the advantage as as much as you may not like fishing with everybody different every time, I think it, it, the advantage is you do learn from every guy. Uh, they have different techniques that you may not use, but sometimes they work, and you're like, oh, that looks like it worked. And um, and then you start doing that, uh, so you you also learn from from other guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then so you went, and then I seen you also did the the Round Lake Long Lake tournament. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you placed. I think you said you placed fifteenth. Was it? Yeah, I was like in the middle of the pack there. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I had um I thought I had it figured out, man. I just didn't get the right bites and yeah. um yeah, I um I think I was like in the middle of the pack on that. But I I like I won uh, I won a rematch on that one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to do that one again. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. did you have something figured out in pre practice or yeah, yeah. So like um uh I did a... I think we did a tournament maybe two weeks prior and I knew some spots already and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, throwing a chatter bait and a crank bait and, and a jerk bait and I'm going to, I'm going to tear them up. <laughs> and yeah, I caught some right away and I lost a couple, but yeah, they were just not the right size. Yeah. I mean, I heard Ike talk about this too. I want to get your opinion on it. Where fishing for weight versus fishing for inches is two totally different things. Yeah, is is that true? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it, it it is, but I think when you have the mindset that it's like care how fat it is, you just want to see how long it is. Um, I think it's yeah. So you're just focusing on something totally different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You you're like. Um, Sometimes you're like, oh, this is an 18 incher, and you're like, oh, I wonder how much it weighs. But you really don't care because you know it's about yeah, how long it is. Matter. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a little different, but it's just the focus is different. And I mean, yeah, you're still trying to catch a fish. You're still trying to catch the biggest fish. Yeah, because when I, when I heard him say that, he said. It was after one of these tournaments where he ended up seventh place and he was in first after the first day. He said he said he caught like twenty five pounds worth of fish, but people that were catching smallmouth where the mm. fish were just longer. You yeah. know. Versus versus his his largemouth were bigger in size but not long enough. Oh you know, they're they're fat. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was the it would be the opposite that the smallies are heavier and stockier, and then the largest yeah. are are longer. But 
That, that's yeah, what I would I mean, think too. But that that's yeah. kind of what he said on the on the, uh, his podcast. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know that's another thing. It's like uh, when you do a tournament, are you gonna focus on largies or are you gonna smallmouth fish? And that's yeah. uh, that's another thing when you fish. Like I just did a tournament, uh, our AOI tournament at um, Cal Sag a few weeks back, and it's another draw tournament. And I was just hoping I had somebody that would take me smallmouth fishing out on the lake because you could go out to Lake Michigan or you could stay on the river and fish for largemouth. And I did get a guy that's like, yeah, man, we're going to go out to the lake and I've been fishing out there. I know some spots. I'm like, okay, good. It didn't work out, but that's more my style. Yeah, that's smallmouth. Smallmouth move consistently. Yeah. I only caught one fish, and I'm like, man, and I caught it early, and, and that was yeah. it. Oh, it's always rough when you catch them early, and then you're just struggling the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's that's pretty much how it went uh, doing it with Lewis's tournament. Uh, at Escanaba, I caught early. I think I caught the first fish both days. And then I went on a drought, and he caught a limit. And I think I caught one more fish after that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, good thing the first one I caught was like a four-pounder, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Um, so how are you liking the, the kayak? What, what, what kayak do you have? I know it's a Hobie, but. I have a Hobie Outback, uh, it's a 12-footer, and uh, yeah, like I said, I had the uh, pedal drive, and this year I got the motor, and um, it's it's a lot better with the motor, yeah, especially mm-hmm. with my bad back. Yeah. It's a, lot, it's a lot better when you got the motor. So one of the, uh, one of the hesitations I had about getting a, a kayak to begin with was where to store it. And uh, as a matter of fact, Brian, Brian Schiller, I met him at a yeah. Rockford show. And he's like, dude, all you got to do is get this uh, harness and hang it on your garage. It'd be out of your way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. that's what I did. And that's when I got it. Nice. And the whole time I was thinking about doing tournaments. But then I started watching, like, the actual tournaments. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can compete with these guys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping to get into some of the um the national stuff next year. Yeah, yeah. So hey, but... you know, that's another thing. It's like you can get in like really serious and travel oh, and all yeah. that and I mean and it could be just expensive as a bass tournament. <laughs> oh you yeah. You gotta it can travel be. down to you know Gunnersville and you know, that could be expensive, but yeah. The the only I didn't think difference is you know is the pricing of i think it's 250 to get into the tournament one of the national ones okay and and then travel and you're not you don't have to carry you know you don't have to have a pickup truck most people do but mm-hmm. you know that, that's the only difference i really see i mean they're a little bit cheaper as far as turn like if you do the open what is it like 1500 entry fee for a bass uh... open I don't know what their entry fee is, but uh, yeah, I know, I know it's, it's, it's somewhere up there. there. Yeah. yeah. The only bad thing about the bass ones is they don't have an AOI right now, but 
Mm. I think that I think that's coming soon once they see that the participation is going to stay up there. Yeah, I think the sport has definitely grown a lot over the last five years or so. Yeah, and yeah, it's absolutely. only get more popular for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what else is I going to talk about here? So you said you're definitely going to you definitely like the kayak stuff. Is it it's because you can make your own decisions that you like the kayak stuff better or Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean you're you're the boat captain and yeah. uh, and you can make your own call and um definitely that is a different uh mindset to have when you know you're gonna have to decide where to go and and all that. Um and it's just, I, I mean, it's kind of cool actually to be sitting so close to the water and catching a fish. It feels right? a lot different than, than on a bass boat. Um, so that's kind of cool too. But yeah, and, and you can, uh, you know, you can go to small bodies of water too where you can fish. Uh, where in a bass boat, uh, you know, at least where I live, you got to drive, yeah. you know, 40, 45 minutes for the decent spot to go fishing oh yeah yeah we, i have that share that same problem and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why i go to bussy so much yeah it's, five, yeah, I mean, it's a five ten that? minute drive yeah that's yeah. that's close to me too i mean i live in dupage county and we have a few weeks yeah. that i could just 20 minutes I go fishing. Mm-hmm. yeah so Getting ready for a tournament, I mean, obviously, some of these lakes that you have been to so far, you you know them very well because you've been going to them for years. Do you do any, like, map studies or anything before going to it? or um, Like, for Escanaba, I did a little bit uh, of some spots that I knew. Um, and I, I just checked with my brother because we've been there before a few times. And a lot of the stuff that we fished, he already had it marked. But um, I really I do look at like Google Maps, Google Earth for any spots that may be interesting. I do a little bit of that. And I think I spend a lot of time preparing like my rods, the baits that I want to throw. Like in my mind, I have a game plan and I'm like and usually I probably take more rods than I need. Like on a on a bass boat, usually I take eight rods. Even on my, so I do the same on my kayak. So I got eight rods on my kayak and yeah. I really like to throw a jerk bait, uh, a lot. So I'll, I'll have two jerk bait rods. Um, I know you taught me about the jerk bait. Yeah. Dude, it's I, like, I use it a ton. And I'm <laughs> like, if, if, if they don't like this color, I'll, I'll throw this color. Yeah. So I, I will have two jerk bait rods. Uh, and even at Escanaba with a drop shot. I knew they were biting their drop shot, so I had two drop shot rods. I'm like, okay, I'll throw this color or that color. They're going to bite something. Yeah. So I do a lot of that and, you know, tie all kinds of different uh, situations. And then, again, especially when you're fishing with somebody that you're not sure what they're going to do. So it's like, okay, if they take you shallow, this is what I need to have. They take you deep, this is what I need to have. So I spend a lot of time rigging like those baits um, and, and prepping for that. And like I tie my own 
uh, jigs too. So sometimes yeah. I'll tie, like, um, depending on where we're fishing, I'll tie something for that lake. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Was going to be about um, how you prepare when you're a co-angler. Because even if you look up stuff on Google Maps, how I know depending on the person you have probably depends on if you're actually going to get to see that spot or not. Mm-hmm. Do, do you just spend more time rigging versus Google Maps when you know you're back of the boat? Yeah, and, and, and again, some guys that you fish with, they will ask you, what do you think we should go? And some guys, they, they don't even ask. They're just like, let's just go here. This is where we're going, and, and you just go with it. But the guys that do ask, then you're like, man, we should maybe we should try this spot, or maybe we should, you know, leave now because nothing's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it depends on who you're fishing with, and you kind of know the guys in the club. Um, yeah. So like I had also, I did one tournament. I already had the kayak, where I pre-fished on my kayak, and I told the guy where to go. Uh, during the tournament, and and I mean we didn't win, but we caught fish. We had a spot, and there's fish there. So you might we, might have saved your season as far as AOI. Yeah, you know, so some, we we caught a we we caught limits there. Uh, wasn't a winning bag, but uh, I was able to fish, and he listened to. Hey, okay, you caught fish there. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So that's so uh, that's another to... thing. When you have a kayak, you can pre-fish on your kayak if your boat or can't fish during the week to pre-fish. Yeah, it's always good. It's always good. And then from the kayak side, obviously, you're doing everything yourself. You're from mapping, Google Earth, and then mm-hmm. rod rigging and everything like that. Do you, Did you get any time to pre-fish any of this stuff? Or did we, was it going off of what you learned when you were on the boat? A pre-fish where? As far as the the kayak tournament you did, uh, the, you know the kayak tournament I did not pre-fish. Um, I forget what I had going on that week, and I wanted to, I just didn't get a chance. So I was just going based on history and okay. what, because I think we did a tournament the year before around the same time of the year. So I that's that's how I knew about those spots, and the second spot was the one that paid off. The Long Lake one, I did a pre-fish, but it was, I think, we had a, a tournament there uh, a week or two before. So I knew I knew some spots there, too, and I knew the baits I was going to want to throw. So that was my pre-fish. But, yeah, I, I always like to pre-fish uh, and have an idea of what I want to throw before the tournament. Going into it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know a lot of a lot of what I did this year was I pre-fished a day or two before, you know, going into the event, and then that night before the event, I spent like two three hours just rigging stuff up mm-hmm. and getting everything. I, I more or less break stuff down to where I'm only throwing a couple things out there instead of scrambling throwing yeah. nine ten different things. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? That that's that's pretty much what happens is. Uh, you'll take eight rods, nine rods, and then you kind of narrow it down to maybe three or four. And mm-hmm. that's that's what you're going to grind it out with. That, that's pretty yeah. much how it works. I mean, unless like it's dead and then you're like, 
then you're like, oh, well, I'm glad I brought this. <laughs> yeah. This may work. And sometimes yeah. you got to throw all the your plan out the window <laughs> and start yeah. to start from scratch when it's really slow. I know that's what I did in Wisconsin, man. I've talked <laughs> about it before on here. Yeah. I had two days of practice and one fish caught and no idea what I was going to do on tournament day. And I just threw everything out the window. And I went, <laughs> dro- <laughs> I went drop shot fishing around grass. And oh, just, wow. Uh, and manage four of them, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I so there's two things that I tend to do. And most of the time, like, you commit to a bait or two, and you just switch back and forth. I'm talking about the tournament now. Yeah. So during a tournament, you're like, okay, I'm going to go between the jig and a drop shot, and I'm just going to go back and forth. Um, and sometimes – Again, when it's like that, it's like, okay, so jig, drop shot, they're not getting it. Let me just throw this uh, jerk bait or this uh, crank bait or something else because your whole plan didn't work out, you know. It's yeah. a med rig or something. You know, you start figuring something out during a tournament because your plan is just not working out. Yeah, I definitely had some of that this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. But, I mean, we all run into that, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, sometimes it's just really slow and it's a grind all day. Yeah. So, uh, any closing thoughts or any sponsors you want to thank? Yeah. Anybody that wants to sponsor me, um, <laughs> you can look me up. And, uh, no, I, I really don't have any sponsors. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I just, uh, you know, I don't have a... A lot of social media presence. I do post some stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, uh, all your guys that are doing kayak uh, tournaments, uh, you know, give me your thoughts on your circuit, and uh, I'm definitely going to be fishing one of them uh, next yeah. year. And um, yeah, looking forward to that, man. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you out there. We haven't got a chance to really compete against each other this year the schedules didn't line up but definitely next year for sure yeah we'll yeah, definitely yeah, let's, get in one of them man let's pick a circuit man let's do it yeah I, I, I look forward to that yeah absolutely man uh thank you for joining me and thanks for coming on man i appreciate it no problem man. no problem and for sure let's go let's go fishing before the season's over oh we definitely will no, we're out. You know, I'm available at any time now, man. So, okay. all <laughs> right, man. Let's do it. All right.